So, so we've been going through the book of Acts um, for the last couple months. And we've spent a long time, especially going through Acts chapter 2. And because we have a few new faces, just super quick to say that um, after Jesus' death, after his resurrection, he said, wait for the Holy Spirit. And then the day of Pentecost came because they were waiting for quite a while. And, and it was dramatic. And I keep trying to remind you, uh, I, I want you to think about when Jesus became really real to you, when you accepted him, especially if you did as an adult, you know the transformation. And you know how excited you got. Can you imagine if everybody in the room was in the same place? Everybody just received Jesus. Everybody just received the Holy Spirit. That you can understand why things were going bonkers in a good way. Because it was all so fresh and new. And um, so here we go into Acts 3. Um, but I'm actually going to, uh, before I read the first part, Acts, Acts 3 is going to start with a, with a major healing. And tonight we want, we're going to talk about healing. And um, we're going to empower you to, to know the authority you have from Jesus to heal with his, with his power, his authority. Um, before I do that, though, instead of me reading the scriptures to you tonight, we've been talking so much about Holy Spirit the last couple of months. I want to show you how real Holy Spirit is. Which means, believe it or not, Brent doesn't have to tell you everything. Holy Spirit can tell you plenty. In fact, he can tell you lots that I can't, which is even better. So, so watch this. Um, first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, remember I talked about Repentance. This is going to be a theme tonight, right? Repentance means if you've got some wrong thoughts, you're going to have to change them, right? So if your thought is, well, I can't hear God's voice. Because I'm going to read a scripture in such a way that you're going to listen to the Holy Spirit, and he's going to tell you things. And if you're saying, well, I can't hear God's voice, you're already agreeing with the wrong thing. Repent. Let me, give you, let me just give you some fuel for that, okay? This is one of my favorites. Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. The Lord, Lord Yahweh has given me a disciple's tongue for me to know how to give a word of comfort to the weary, which we talked about, was it last week or two weeks ago? Prophecy. So you have a tongue. He's given you a disciple's tongue to know how to give a word of comfort to the weary. And morning by morning, he, who does it? He does. He makes my ear alert to listen like a disciple Lord Yahweh has opened my ear, and I have not resisted. I have not turned away. So all he's looking for is just someone that knows you hear God, and then when you hear him, don't turn away. Just listen. That was the New Jerusalem Bible. Yeah, in Isaiah 50, verses 4 and 5. Yeah, that's a gem right there, by the way, if you're just needing reminders that you do hear God. And then Jesus in John 10 and after this, we're going to try it together. Jesus in John 10 says, uh, talks about himself being a shepherd. He says, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. He's speaking of himself. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep out by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him. Because they know his voice. So I'm just reminding you something that, that uh, sometimes when we say we don't hear God, it's because we're waiting for an audible voice of God like this in English. <laughs> and um, just like that, just like that. Um, but, but actually God is one with you. 
He's, his spirit and your spirit are intertwined. So a lot of what he's going to give you are going to be impressions. It's going to be from the inside out. And, we, and the more you're like, well, what's my thoughts, God's thoughts? The more you get used to spending time with God, um, you start to differentiate what's his heart and what isn't, his, what's his voice and what isn't, okay? So that means you've got to try it out, and you've got to keep going. But you do hear his voice. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read um, uh, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. But I don't want you to open your Bible if you brought it. I don't want you to do that. I would rather, instead, that um, you close your eyes. For most of you, I think it's going to be helpful if you close your eyes. Because I want you to just uh, concentrate, focus on what Holy Spirit is revealing to you. And plus, a lot of times when you close your eyes, you can visualize some things. So I'm going to read this passage really, um, you know, fairly slowly. And give you time to ponder, but first we're together going to ask Holy Spirit to illuminate this passage. So Holy Spirit, would you just ask him, Holy Spirit, would you illuminate this passage to me? Holy Spirit, would you make it come to life to me? One day, Peter and John Well, that is hilarious. But we are going to repeat because we're going to start over. (laughs) This is a place where that doesn't get you in trouble. Can I just say that? There's so much grace here. All right. Holy Spirit, thank you. You are not distracted at all. At all, at all. So here we go. Holy Spirit, thank you. One day... Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, He asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. But what I do have... I give you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement 
at what had happened to him. So I'm going to read this passage one more time. Only this time, we're going to ask Holy Spirit to highlight something he may already have for you. Some things you'd never heard before. A phrase. Ask him, we're going to ask him to highlight a phrase or a word or something that catches your attention that maybe you've never noticed before. Or even a thought about the blank spaces. What I mean is, some things that are not written, but you suddenly wonder or ponder, what might have happened right then? Or how did people feel? Or what were their expressions on their faces? Or what was the environment like? So let's, let's ask him, Holy Spirit, would you highlight something new to me? Something I have not seen before. Ask him. Highlight something new, Holy Spirit. And now let's see what he shows you. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and he began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Hmm, Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, I'm confident. I'm confident that each one of you got some revelation because I know Holy Spirit. As long as we're asking, he'll give some. And so what I want you to do for a couple minutes is we're gonna, we're gonna, you're going to talk to the person next to you. She would rather get up and find someone or you're on the end of a row and you need to find someone. But I want you to share just one, 
could share more if there's a little time, but just share one each first so you both have time to share. Just something you believe the Spirit of God showed you that you hadn't seen in this passage, something that was interesting, something that caught your attention. Don't worry if it doesn't feel significant to you. You'd be surprised at what is significant. Sometimes it's the little things that are more significant than we know. Okay? So um, I'm, I want to do this for you. Um, no nervousness. If for some reason you really, really honestly don't feel like you got anything, just say that. No, there's nobody here's going to... Uh, this is a safe place. Nobody's going to judge you. But I just want to give you... I want to actually try to help you step out and realize, oh, wow, when I get revelation of something, when I actually slow down and listen, Holy Spirit will start showing me things, okay? So let's go ahead and do that. I'll give you, you know, maybe about two or three minutes only. So, so go ahead and pair up, and one thing each, and if there's time, then you can share more than one thing, Okay. So go ahead and finish your last sentence here. All right. What I would love is I would love to hear a few of these myself. So I would love for, I don't know, three or four of you to, who are bold enough, come on up to the mic and share, share what one of your, uh, your ahas was, something that was new for you. Yeah. Oh, Sonia, come on up. And then a couple more after Sonia. What did you see that was new for you? What did the Holy Spirit show you? Well, it's not all that much, but I was just kind of playing the movie in my head as you were reading the thing, and I was imagining Peter and John kind of walking up, and they're just, you know, going about their business without any particular thing in mind except going in to worship, and this guy you know, can I have some money? And I, and I, what I saw was that each of them got a kind of a word, a word, kind of like a word of knowledge, but like a, they both got it and they kind of look at each other and they caught each other's eye, you know, and they said, all right, yes. And that's why, you know, there's such a definiteness to when Peter says, you know, look at us because they're ready they know what's coming. That's so that's awesome. Good word. It's great. Yeah, come on up, Dominic. I just have to say what she said, Gabe said also. <laughs> um, two things stuck out to me. Um, when Peter and John had to tell the man to look at them. And so I imagine he's begging, but he's looking down, and he's probably not even expecting anything because so many people pass by him day by day. And so what spoke to me was that when we need something from the Lord to look up and have some expectation that he's going to meet your need, but above and beyond that. So that's, that's one thing. And um, the other thing was, um, I loved his response. Because um, in other stories, when like Jesus has healed people, they've like gone on their way.
But instead, his response was praise. And he decided to go into the temple. And because of that, other people were amazed and were in, in awe of the miracle, which, and of course, they're in the temple, so they were probably thinking about God, hopefully. But it probably took them to another level of thinking about the Lord and um, his ability in, to do miracles. And so what spoke to me was that our praise is so important, and it's not always just for us. It's for other people to look at God in amazement. So good. So good. See, isn't this good? Holy Spirit speaks to us all the time. Okay, so I wasn't going to come up because I didn't think it was much. And then as I was sitting there, I thought, actually, something struck me. You know, the man was sitting at the gate, and the gate was called Beautiful. And the man who came up and wanted something, he might have been viewed by us as somewhat undesirable, Um the type of person we might pass by on the street, especially if we were very busy. And, but he was hanging out at this place, and it was called Beautiful. And there's something beautiful about every one of us that God has in store for us and that we should open our eyes to see. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. One more? Yeah, come on. Vivian? I just sense um, great hope because that guy was had been sick since birth, and suddenly there's the opportunity and the chance come. It is not really like um, random, but I just sense tremendous hope for us. When I when I think about, um, has been sick for so long, and there's always hope. I just sense a lot of hope in this in this uh, paragraph. Really good. So uh, when I was reading this the other day, doing the very same thing myself, I just, um, for whatever reason, it just struck me that he went inside. Um, I just don't think, I don't know how, uh, I'm trying to think of the laws, whether he was even allowed inside the temple. Wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't, actually, but I'm not remembering all of, all of the Old Testament laws. But but uh, but the fact that he just chose, so there, just like we talked about earlier, God saves us into a family. So instantly he comes in and he's part of, part of a, a family. Anyway, um, thank you for all your insights. That was so good. And by the way, um, Kathy, I just wanted to say welcome back. So glad you're, you're here. She, um, Kathy got back from Vietnam and Cambodia? Thailand. Thailand and Vietnam. And um, so um, actually, Todd just got home yesterday, right, from, and his team, Christian and Elijah, from uh, Uganda. Um, so they're totally wiped out right now. Their day is flipped around. So he'll be back next week. And so it'd um, be great if both, both teams could share a little bit next week. So let me know if you want to do that, Kathy, you and your team. Welcome back. Uh, so, um, yeah, now... 
We're going to move on from this. Um, we're going to talk about healing some more in a moment. But the rest of the chapter after this miracle is, is that, that crowds started forming because this man, not only this man who was previously paralyzed from birth, not only was walking, leaping, and everything, but it says he was like hanging on Peter and John. I'm thinking like hugging him like, this is, you guys are the best. I don't want to leave you. And uh, suddenly all the, you know, the people in the temple are all coming over astonished. And so then Peter starts to preach. Um, and what's interesting is you often see this. I would say most of the time you see this is that, is that the preaching follows the miracles instead of the other way around. Usually we preach and then let's see if God wants to heal someone. And instead of just a way of life of realizing God's around, he's making wrong things right, we get to represent his heart. And then when something amazing happens, and if people are starting to be curious, by all means, use the opportunity to tell them what just happened. Um, we did that a lot of times at Hacienda Crossings. I mentioned a month ago or so, I shared some stories when we, we were out at the movie theater a lot. And we would be out there and, and uh, people would get healed. I remember one uh, young man, he came on crutches and he was, um, he, his ankle was, had been broken earlier that day. But they hadn't casted it yet because he still needed the swelling to go down before they were going to do that. And it was actually two young men. They were Middle Eastern, I knew that. He was on crutches. So I said, hey, what happened? He told me he jumped off a fence and it broke. He's going to have to have it set the next day. And I said, oh, do you want, would you like me to pray for, uh, pray for you for healing? Um, he said, no, we're, we're okay. We're good, which was often the case. <laughs> no, we're good. I said, I said, okay, but I just want to let you know we've been out here a lot and we've seen Jesus heal all kinds of people. And they said, oh, well, we're, we're not, we're Muslims. So, you know, so we're good. And I said, well, that's doesn't mean Jesus won't heal you if you... And so finally, his fr- I told him another story of someone that had just gotten healed of something really similar out there. And so his friend, his friend who was not hurt, said, come on, dude, let him pray for you. So he kind of talked his friend, in, you know, the one that was hurt, into being prayed for. So I, I, I knelt down. I prayed for him. He couldn't have even heard my prayer because I was praying this way and I wasn't yelling so that he heard me. And it was a very short prayer, just commanding his, you know, the mu- muscles and bones to reset and all that, and um, maybe, you know, 20, 30 seconds, I said, well, um, try it out. He goes, you mean like put weight on it? Like, like am I crazy? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, just give it a try. And he, he does this, and he goes, who, uh, he couldn't even get sentences out. He was completely stunned, because God had completely healed him. And that's all he could just do, what, what, what how, I don't get it. That was all they could say. I said, I said, well, that's, that's the power of Jesus. And um, I said, do you, um, do you know that, that God loves you as a son? And he said, no, we don't believe that. And I said, smart answer, by the way, what do you believe? Hey, engage people, actually take interest in them. What do you believe? He said, well, we just believe, his, his answer was, well, he didn't say Allah, but he just said, we just believe that God is God. That was his answer. And I said, well, okay. But I just want you to know that, that God really loves you as a son. And I left it there because I could tell it was, wasn't, wasn't time yet. It wasn't going anywhere. And I watched him walk away. And the, now the friend who talked him into getting prayer was playing with his crutches. He was like, woo, you know, praying because he didn't need his crutches anymore. That was awesome. Um, but I did tell him that was the power of Jesus. 
And by the way, just so you know, Muslims do believe that Jesus is real. They, they would believe him in the same way we would, we would believe in Abraham or Moses or someone like that. So it's not that they're anti-Jesus. I'm just letting you know that, like in case you're saying, well, we can't say the name of Jesus. Sure you can. In fact, in fact, and I won't tell the long story. I, I can't because I want to. But when I was in Jordan, we, in a miraculous way, God took us up to, um, through a little boy on a bicycle that we met, all of a sudden, we're following him in a car. This bicycle's riding because he's taking us to a, his, his family that needed healing. And so I'm, we're driving. I'm like, this is wild that we're actually doing this. We're driving in back through these court alleyways and stuff. And we get up to the house. And we let them know that, that we were followers of Jesus and that um, we were here to pray for them in the name of Jesus. Is that okay with you? Oh, yes, that's okay. I just want you to know, when we honor people, it's like, you know, we don't hijack people. We honor them. We just tell them what we're doing, and would you like that? And they did, and several people, the short story is several people were healed in that home. And then from there, we got dragged over to a home over here, a mother and her kids. They needed healing, and and another home. And suddenly, I realized we had to go because of time, but I realized we could have done that all day long. Because people are so longing for healing, um, that people are hurting so badly. And so, if it's in the name of Jesus, I'm just letting you know, Muslims will let you, some Muslims will let you pray for them, um, even when they know you're, at, you're praying in the name of Jesus. Um, so, I'm just, there you go. That was just a, a none of that was on my notes. There you go. Um, <laughs> so... But I was, I was actually later, um, so, so Peter gets up to preach. That's what I was saying. We're going to get back to, I'm going to include you in again in a minute here. Don't, don't, don't get rusty on me, okay? Um, don't fall asleep. So Peter gets up to preach. But honestly, uh, I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit because it's, it's kind of a long discourse of what he says. You can read, I encourage you to read the rest of it in chapter 3. But he basically is saying to them, um, look, we didn't do this. God did. God, God healed this man. And this is the same God that raised Jesus from the dead, the one that you killed. Ouch. <laughs> How many of you want to talk to people about Jesus and say, well, you know what? You killed him. Your sins killed him. Did you know that? And I know that some people actually do say that, share that, and that's okay. But what I want to say is this, that, um, that, if you haven't thought about this before, this might tweak some of you. I'm just warning you. Get ready to be tweaked a little, maybe. It just depends on your view of the Bible. But I want to say this. I totally believe God's word is authoritative. It's, you know, all those things. Don't, don't worry. I believe in the Bible. I believe it's alive and for us and all the rest. But, but I want to say this. I believe Peter still had a lot of growing to do, a lot of maturing to do. He had a lot of rough edges um, we actually find that out later when we talk about it, when he, had to, he was trying to exclude the non-Jews. Do you remember all this? We're going to get to it later. My point is this. We just said everybody just you know, got saved. Everybody just got filled with the Spirit. We cannot instantly expect everybody's going to be super mature in the ways of love and grace and get it all. Believe it or not, everybody in the Bible had to grow just the way we do. What? Why does that surprise? Because the reason why I'm saying that is because if we don't understand that, we can say, well, the Bible is true. Yes, it is true. It is truly, truly what happened. And you have to understand that just because it's in there doesn't mean everything is to be emulated exactly the same way. You have to see the whole picture. And I'm going to show this to you. It's going to be a theme as we go through Acts 
later, there are several places where I believe Peter especially still had some maturing to do. He still had some things to get. Isn't that actually refreshing and, and feel good that you don't have to get it all, you know, instantly? And that even when we're honestly, earnestly trying to follow God and going out and doing good, and sometimes when we mess it up, which I've done plenty of times, that God still has grace, and he says, yeah, I'm still growing you up. So I'm just sharing that with you because what, what I love is that Peter said something. <laughs> Yay, Peter! He took the opportunity and he let people know about Jesus. That is awesome. Um, I'm just saying this, though. I think that Peter died, at, they say, about 65. So about 35 years later-ish, after this incident, I'm just wondering what Peter might have shared 35 years later. Just, want, just posing the question. All right? Okay. And um, then I want to do one other verse. Uh, verse 16, as in this chapter 3, as he's sharing with everybody. Peter says, By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you all can see. So the question is, what, what is faith? How do you get it? And whose faith was this that, that healed this man? Just, I don't know if you ponder these things. But a lot of times in a healing culture, when we're trying to ex- explore with Jesus what authority do we have, sometimes when we pray for people and, and it doesn't happen just the way we're asking, we're starting to look for who's at fault, who's to blame. Who didn't have the faith? Really bad idea to talk to when you're praying for someone if they don't get healed to tell them, well, sorry, you didn't have enough faith. Really bad idea. It's just not the heart of God at all. And yet faith is part of the equation. It is. It is. So what is faith? And, and I, want, I want to say that um, in, in its, I think in its simplest essence, it is believing God. And it's a choice of your will. You actually participate in it. It, I want to say that everything that we get is by grace. Everything, so it's his, it's ultimately his faith anyway, right? It's not something we work up. Got to have faith, got to have faith, got to believe, got to believe, got to believe, got to believe. How does that working for you? Because it doesn't work. In fact, what it does is it causes little beasts of sweat, you know, and then after a while you're feeling really embarrassed if something's not happening. You're feeling all this pressure, and I'm, I'm telling you that's not what happened here in this story. So, so there, there is an agreement that God is who he says he is. God does what he says he does. And our will has to actually come into alignment and say, I agree. Even the times when we don't feel it or we aren't, you know, we aren't seeing everything we want to see. We still say, Lord, you are who you are. Um, Jesus said this. He said, if you have, in Matthew 17, 20, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, he was giving us a huge key to the kingdom about what can actually happen if we believe God. Let me tell you what Jesus wasn't saying. You guys don't even have the faith of a mustard seed. What is your problem? (laughs) He wasn't actually saying that. He was saying all it takes is that much faith. That's, what he, that's the point he's getting across. And where do you get that? It's from the Lord. Lord, help me to believe. Remember what, I don't remember now, I'm, 
I'm, someone else could tell me right now, but the one who said, um, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Thomas. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So that's a great prayer. You know, Lord, I believe you, but man, help me, because I want to believe you more. I want to know that who you are is who you are. Who you say you are is really who you are. So, um, so another good prayer, too, is, Lord Jesus, I'm going to pull more on your faith. I'm going to pull on everything's his. Everything is a gift. So I'm just saying when, um, yeah. So whose faith was this? I, I believe, just, just like you said, Sonia, I, I believe that was probably mostly Peter and John, who had been with Jesus three years, who had seen all the miracles. It's kind of hard not to believe when you've seen a bunch of them. You're like, well, it's got to be true. It's not a lie. We haven't seen it yet, but we've sure seen a bunch of it. Uh, and so there was something in them that believed, that their will said, we agree with you, Lord. So much so that when they said, you know, look at me, and all of a sudden he looked, I believe that's part of where that expectation came. Some, some would say he looked with expectation because he was expecting money, and that's probably true. But I have this feeling that when their eyes met, he went, whoa, what's this? What's this? And I've shared this with you before, but um, faith is a gift. Everything's a gift, right? And there are times, um, there are times when we're not feeling anything, and we pray for somebody, and they get healed. There are times when we're feeling all kinds of, "Wow, God's moving! This is amazing!" We pray for someone, and they're not healed, the way we were asking right then. Like it's not all about feelings at all, but it is a gift. I, I, and I remember there was a certain, there was one night I can point to when I was in Brazil, where, where there was a long line of people, ten or fifteen people, because we all had lines of people that were wanted healing at the end of the service. And every single person I prayed for got healed that night. Every single one. And I knew they were going to get healed. It was like I wasn't, it was not me. I don't know how to explain it. It was me because it was my choice to be there and to say some words. But it really had next to nothing to do with me. Now that I would say was just an extreme miracle of of faith and healing that was just in that moment. But I'm still longing for that to be the norm. Because I saw it with Jesus, right? We see it with Jesus. That was his norm. And, and so, um, so what I want to say is don't, don't beat yourself up. Oh, I didn't have enough faith. But it, if you, I know even Bill Johnson does this. When he prays for someone and they aren't healed, you know, and he's contending and they're not healed, he still will go back to the Lord and say, Lord, is there anything you want to show me about my heart, any place you want to take me? You know, I, I need, I want more. I, I need more faith to believe with your faith. So that's Bill Johnson, you know, who, if you don't know him, a leader in Reading who sees, you know, multitudes of miracles, kind of a father to this house. house. Um, so there you go. I just wanted to talk about faith a teeny bit. And, um, and uh, that, was, uh, that was part of my journey, too, was, was uh, I didn't actually believe in healing for 20 years. Uh, did you have something, Garrett? Just, just saying, yay, Lord, okay. I was actually going to say, come on, bring it. Um, <laughs> more. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell a long story at all right now, but just uh, for 20 years I didn't believe in healing uh, because I didn't know about it. I just didn't know that was part of the package. And uh, somewhere, you know, mid-20s I got filled with the Spirit and then uh, very very um, important encounter that happened was that Suzanne's father, my, my father-in-law, 
died of a massive heart attack at age 49. And we were actually there when the paramedics were working on him and didn't, couldn't bring him back to life. And that, for me, when I started replaying that, became a real crisis of faith. What is it that I believe? What do I have the authority to do? And I started looking at scriptures, and I started reading books, and I started going to every conference I could about healing until I finally came to the conclusion that when Jesus said we will do even greater things than him, he actually meant it. And so I started praying for people, and guess what happened? People got healed. Like, it was astonishing. A woman with a broken back, and bones are popping and moving in her back, and moving back in place, and diseases, candida, and like all kinds of diseases gone, cancer completely, you know, someone on their deathbed, and they go home the next day from the hospital because the cancer's gone. I've seen so many miracles. Um, I don't see every person I pray for get healed the way I'm asking. I'm just, you know, straight up being honest with you. If, but I will also say that I think if, <laughs> if I had not stepped out, if we don't step out and actually believe and, and, and say, God, I'm not sure about this, but I'm going to try this, and we're not going to see the miracles. Um, they'll still happen, but not necessarily through, you know, you and me if we don't actually step out. So... Um, Anyway, that's, a, that's just a quick, quick testimony from me. And um, I asked you all to think about, I wanted to bring you into this more. I wanted to ask you, um, a handful of you, and, I, and I'm going to give you some instructions, so please listen to these, all right? This, I'm gonna, I want a few of you to give some test, a, 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 one testimony, pick one, about healing. So either a way that you were healed um, I would, I would say dramatically, but I think all healings are dramatic or wonderful like that. Um, but we're not trying to compare whose miracle was more amazing. They're all amazing. Um, God cares about all of it. It, 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 could be, it could be physical. It could be something emotional. Um, you know, I was depressed and wanted to kill myself, and something washed over me, and it was completely gone. What a miracle that is, you know? So you could share something like that, but here's going to be the hardest part, Okay. 30 to 60 seconds is all you get. <laughs> so you got to tell the this version of your story, not, you know, when I was three and then when I was eight. I know I talk longer, but that's because I had the microphone. Sorry. Um, <laughs> because I want to hear from several of you. And what we're doing right now is, is I just, or, or sorry, so if you received a healing or if you prayed for someone else and you saw them healed, that, that would be great too if you just want to share one of those stories. Okay? So think about it for a minute. And uh, I should have told you. Well, I did tell you on the email if you read the email. So let me um, see who's ready. And all right. So come on. You know what? Come on up. You three who raised your hand. Come on up. You four. Lynn, come over here and um, start lining up. And once it gets to like uh, eight or ten, we're going to cut it off. All right. So here we go. Share your story. I was only four when it happened, but... Um, I had a cyst in my kidney, and they needed to operate and take the kidney out. But a prison and glow ministry prayed over my kidney the night before, and the day after, they needed to do an ultrasound of the kidney, and the cyst was gone. That's awesome. It's okay to get really excited, by the way. My healing was a healing over time. I was in great pain. I was in tears 24-7, 365 days a year for about four years. Couldn't walk, couldn't talk to anybody because I I, I just didn't have any energy or anything to give. And I 
All I could do was say, I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. But I kept clinging to your word says, by your stripes, I am healed. Help me to get it. Help me to understand that. And he didn't heal me instantaneously, but he sent people to my house, and I got healed over time. Yay, God. Um, I got healed over time, too, and God really wanted to stress tonight that there are some people who really need to hear that word, that sometimes it's something that happens. Maybe there's emotional healing. Maybe there's something else. But but this family really prayed for me. I remember I... I was going to so many doctors that gave me medications. I wanted to kill myself. And I remember I called Suzanne, and she came to my house. She prayed for me. Brent prayed for me. I know Diane prayed for me. So many people in this congregation prayed for me, and I'm so much better. And I want to say thank you to all of you for praying. It was last year, Jesus Awakening, we went out uh, with uh, my wife and uh, a few other people, and we went to the mall, and we saw this guy with a brace on. And he told us that he was going to, he torn his ACL. He's going to have surgery the next day. We prayed for him, and his eyes were really big. He said, there's no pain. He took off his brace, and he started walking. His friends were there, and their eyes were really big, too. This time last week, I was um, in Utah with my sister, who has a fish sticker on the back of her car that says science. You know, she's like not into this stuff. And, and, after, and after traveling with her for a few days, I was thinking, gosh, you know, Lord, I should probably be doing something like praying for somebody or something. So I said, God, you know, I can't screw this up with my sister here because, you know, so make it like really easy. <laughs> so so um, <laughs> I got to, I got to the, the petroglyph place first before she did. We were in separate cars. And, and there was a guy who had a, uh, who was limping. And I said, okay, that's, that's the guy. I knew it was, he was highlighted. And I said, Jesus told me that I was supposed to look for somebody who, you know, had a sore leg, because that's what God said. Um, and can I pray for you? And he goes, and he told me what had happened. He had some sort of injury. And, and I said, can I pray for you? And he goes, Sure, why not? You know, so I prayed for him, and his eyes get real big, and he goes, "Wow, that really worked." And and I said, "Is it completely gone?" He says, "Well, still a little bit stiff." I said, "We'll get we'll get the rest of it." And Jesus healed the rest of it, and I and I high I high fived him and and said that Jesus did that because he loved him. Okay, now my sister shows up. <laughs> okay, um, it was a one way path to the petroglyphs. So, so I, and he had taken off down the path, so I knew that we were going to go down the path and we were going to see him on the way back. So, so sure enough, I made eye contact on the way back, and this time with my sister with me, and I said, is it still good? And he says, oh, yeah, it's great. Thank you so much. So I got to explain to my sister what just happened. <laughs> um, so this happened some years ago, but I felt, since I do inner healing work sometimes I'm my expectation is that everything inner healing is going to take time and it doesn't always because God can do anything he wants so in this case I work 
in the medical field. I'm a PA, and a patient came in, and she was having an absolute nervous breakdown. She could, she, her friend had to bring her in. She wasn't talking. She couldn't answer any questions. I mean, I'm like, I'm going to send her to the hospital. I don't know what else to do. But I'd had a connection with her, knew, knew, knew she was um, Catholic. I asked, can I just pray for you? So I just pray. I, don't, I have no idea what I prayed. You know, a 20-second prayer of, God, would you come and just do something with this woman? Because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pray. Um, but whatever I prayed, God showed up, and she suddenly looked up and said, the light just came and the darkness went. And I remained friends with her, and she kept her mind, and she's an amazing lady. She's gone to be with the Lord now, but yeah. Um, I was thinking about this a while ago. I used to work for the city of Fremont at the senior center in administration, and um, I was in I was in charge of the volunteers there. One day we were interviewing this guy, and the older gentleman that was my friend Renee, he fell through a glass table as he was trying to get up from we we were sitting interviewing this guy, and I thought Renee died. He was eighty five about eighty four eighty five years old, and I said I just said Lord help him. And the guy that was with me picked him up. And I found out later Renee was fine, but I had flats on, and glass had gone into my inside of my foot. And I didn't know it. I just saw a little bit of bleeding, didn't think anything about it, but they told me I had to go to urgent care. So I went, and then ultimately I had surgery. Uh, the doctor was a Christian, but he didn't believe in miracles. And um, just before he did the surgery, like a day before he saw me, and he said, what do you like to do? And I told him I like to swim and run and play tennis, all ride my bike and stuff, and he said, you may not be able to do that again later. And the first thing that came out of my mind was all the people had been praying for me. And I said, you know, I think I will because so many people are praying for me. I think God's going to do a miracle. And then he walked out, and it's like he, his face said, we'll see. So we did the surgery, and then for four months, I was in a lot of pain under, on my, underneath my left foot. And I would cry a lot. I, I had to stay home. I couldn't go to work. And one day, a close friend called me out of nowhere, and I was crying out to the Lord on my living room couch. I said, Lord, you need to heal me because I have so much I have to do for you and just my job. And she called me, and she said, Rosie, I've been praying for you all day long. The Lord's going to heal you. I'm going to Colorado on vacation for a week. By the time you get back, you'll be well. And the way she said it, I just knew in my spirit she was telling the truth. And she just, I felt the love from her. So then I, I felt she prayed. I fell asleep on my couch, and the sun was shining. I don't know how much long later I woke up, and instinctively I stood up, not knowing that my foot would hurt, and it didn't. The pain went, it was immediate. I mean, I started jumping around my living room. Nobody was there but me and the Lord. I hope to get healed of gray hair. But, you know, they do say that old age is temporary. But anyway... I'm actually like in the midst of a, a progressive healing. And so I had like a terrible, terrible back problem on this side. And it was like really, really bad. And I looked it up and it's, it, it was the sacroiliac joint was out of whack. When that starts to go, that's really, really painful. And I was thinking I'm going to have to go see a physical therapist because this is really bad. So... Um, so sleeping and 
sitting for long periods and, and soft couches or anything like that, that made it even worse. So uh, last week I was at a conference and uh, uh, Matthew and Karis, I had them pray for me. So um, we were uh, in the meeting, so they were praying for me and just doing all this warfare over me. And then Karis came over and she's doing this thing. She's pulling these like darts out. She said, there's these darts in here. Something is in here. And she's pulling it out. Now, this condition was getting worse. It was not getting better. I mean, it was like, I said, wow, this is like really, really, I was taking pills every day. So she did that. The next day, it didn't feel as bad. And then the next day, it didn't feel as bad. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day. So right now, I'm like at 95%. That's why I say that this is, I'm, I'm in this progressive healing. I go, wow, this is so cool. But when they first pray, they go, they pull it on there, and they're all enthusiastic. So, so yeah, so Jesus really heals it. Are you healed? Are you healed? I'm just kind of going, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it feels, yeah, it feels, you know what? I feel peaceful. <laughs> But the thing is, like, I always tell people um, when I pray for people for healing, I say, give it at least 24 hours or more because maybe you may not feel anything right away. So I I didn't really feel anything right away, really, seriously. I felt their love, you know, but they were obedient. But there was something about them pulling something out that seemed to be the trigger. So... Three weeks ago, I was running through a park, and I sprained my ankle and then fractured my fifth metatarsal and went to urgent care right away. It was, like, uh, purple and swollen and uh, really painful. I knew I broke something immediately. (laughs) Um, And at the time, I was in Reading, um, so I have Kaiser, which is down here. So urgent care, they x-rayed it, fractured, um... And I felt like the Lord was telling me, just let anyone who asks to pray for you, just let them pray for you. And I was like, okay, if you don't know, in Reading, if you have crutches, you're like a walking target. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, okay, Lord, fine. Like, um, and so probably 10 people at least prayed for me over like three days. And then I came back here and because of the Kaiser system, you have to get x-rayed again. And so I came back a week and a half later. They x-rayed me and and said, you don't have a fracture. Um, So, (laughs) um, yeah. I'm still waiting for complete healing. It's not like not all the pain's gone yet, but um, I'm supposed to be in a cast right now, and I'm not on crutches. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, that was encouraging what testimonies do makes uh, everything very real and and reachable it's right it's right here that what god does you start to realize this is actually what builds our faith we start to realize oh this is what god does um so we're going to try something else we're going to try um listening to holy spirit again and um we're going to ask him if he wants to give some of us a word of knowledge okay let me explain that so just as it sounds, knowledge is knowing something you didn't kind of know before. And um, 
But specifically, we're just going to ask him for a word of knowledge for uh, someone in this room um, for some healing. Okay? So, um, and you, you just said this, Sonia, when you came up here, that you thought, you know, Peter and John looked at each other and both had that word of knowledge. Like, this is the guy. Like, Jesus is going to do this right now. And so something welled up in them. Um, it's actually true of Jesus, too. Uh, when you think about um, even when he was uh, at, at the, where they were stirring the water, and, um, you know, there was one person that he healed down there. At, what's that? Yeah, the pool of Bethesda. He, there was one person he healed, is, is what the Bible talks about. But how many people did he have to walk by who were, who were hurting? A lot, because they were all hanging out there at the pool. So why that one? I don't know. God highlighted and said, right now, that's the one. So God has his reasons. He's working on so many levels on all of us. And, and one of the things I really appreciated, I want to get back to, is thank you for the many who said about progressive overtime healing. Absolutely. And a lot of times when we pray and we don't see the instant results, we think, oh, nothing happened. That's actually not true. You can't agree with God's heart for someone where nothing happens. He's, he's doing something. So, um, all right, so back to the word of knowledge. Um, so we're just going to, I'm going to sit with you. We're going to ask the Lord um, if he wants to show you something. This Remember I told you that God doesn't usually talk in English like this, uh, like on a megaphone. So, um, so what it means is you might get a, picture of a, a a part of the body that you know has a break in it and you're like oh there's something wrong with that um it could just be the word pops into your head it could be um doesn't have to be physical it could be just something you think he's doing you know with uh freeing someone emotionally or some other way um, you know many in your room uh, many in this room have know what word of knowledge is but i'm just explaining for the few that might not understand um so it usually comes as some kind of impression or picture or something like that Different ways he can speak. So let's just stop and ask him. Okay? And and by the way, uh, let's do this with expectancy. <laughs> we just talked about that today. Expectancy meaning, I think that God does talk to me. I do. I know he, 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 uh, he talks to me. And that I hear his voice. So Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you that you do talk to us. And thank you, Father, that right now there's, your heart is uh, oozing over us as your children. And you are the healer. It's what you do. It's a big part of who you are. And you always do it with love. So right now, Holy Spirit, would you bring to, uh, bring to us, each one of us, we're listening. Would you, if you have a word of knowledge that you would like to deposit into any one of us right now, in whatever way you want to do that, we're open. And we're saying, would you show us? So let's just wait a second, a few seconds for this. Okay, that's long enough, only in that often, um, especially when we're asking, he often will say, zip, there might be something right there. Um, (laughs) Don't be surprised, though, by the way, if you're feeling like, well, gosh, I was wanting something, but I didn't really sense anything. Honestly, this is wild, but you might go on your drive home. He might start talking to your heart about the prayer you prayed. You might get it in your sleep or when you wake up tomorrow. So just, if that happens, just pray. Just pray for, even if you don't know who it's for, just pray it. Lord, thank you for that word of knowledge, and I just released the healing. So, now you got one, huh? Oh, yeah, but I'm, but so, in other words, he gave you a specific person to pray for. 
awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Just a second. Could you repeat that phrase? Because some people will listen later on the podcast. Okay. Thank you. Well, my request was, uh, is it okay that uh, we have a prayer for a word of knowledge for healing for someone that's not in the, the room while we're uh, at service this evening? And I have a friend I carpool with um, uh, from Hong Kong. Uh, is uh, doesn't quite know the Lord yet, but uh, he really wants, th- and he's so close, and his wife, wonderful people, told me that he had to go back to Hong Kong last week because his sister was suddenly paralyzed, and the doctors have no clue what it is. It's not a stroke. She couldn't walk, completely incapacitated. And I instantly I thought about that, and I said, well, can, can I pray for her? And he said, oh, please do. Yeah. So he went, and while, during the service tonight, she came to mind very powerfully for healing now. So, so release it right now. We're going to okay. Release it. Okay, thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we agree together. For my friend Stephen's sister named Linda, her name means beautiful, she doesn't know the Lord yet, uh, is a Taoist in Hong Kong and uh, in a Christian hospice that's helping her. Uh, your divine release of your authority, your, your, sweet, your sweet healing uh, for revelation and salvation for her and also for my friend and his wife as a testimony, just, just like the, the man at the gate, beautiful. She will walk and be completely restored and also come to a knowledge of you in yeah. Christ's holy name. Yeah. At least that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what I want to do is I want to hear from um, several of you. Uh, we're going to do the same thing like we did before uh, with the story, you know, with the testimonies. But if you got a, a word of knowledge um, for you think, you know, for someone in this room, and we, we just asked for that. I would like to encourage you to be bold, because it takes some boldness, it takes some courage um, to, to get up and just share what it is you heard. Um, so if that's you, come on up. Just come on up, all of you. Come on up to the front. We're just going to pass the mic down the line. Anyone else? Be bold. Step out. Try it. This is a safe place to try it. Okay, good. Okay, so once again, um, I, w- I want to ask you to make it really short. Okay, so just just uh, just a sentence or two, not not a long description. So I just felt this sense of ringing in my ears and a kind of a fluttering around the ears with pressure. So I just say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, if there's anybody in the room or listening on the podcast who's got annoying ringing of the ears or some kind of pressure imbalance, let it be gone now in Jesus' name. At the end of this, we're actually going to pray for people. So I don't mind if you release a quick prayer, but I'm just saying we're going to go right down the line, okay? I saw somebody, um, I think you're struggling with anxiety, so I believe the Lord wants to heal you emotionally. Um, I think there's something about depression, you are wanting to commit suicide or some thoughts about suicide. I also saw somebody with a skin disorder, like, um, what do you call that rash? It's really bad. Eczema, thank you. Yeah, and I saw somebody dragging their foot. So um, I don't think it was the young lady that came earlier. I think it's somebody else, but the Lord wants to heal their foot too. I heard shoulders, and um, 
I think possibly the right shoulder, but also the word bursitis or something like that. I actually got two. Um, My kidneys were on fire, and Jesus wants to give whoever that is brand new kidneys tonight, whether it's the left, the right, or both. Both is great because it's a package deal. And then something about uh, the uh, the swallowing or the uh, acid reflux, or it might be a thyroid condition, to where it affects your digestive system. God wants to make that perfectly whole. I got the word shin at home, and then um, tonight I got the word calf, and also I got sensation on my back. So all these three areas. Uh, left elbow, left knee, and then somebody, I'm not sure, birthday, 1986. I got that there's just going to be some peace that's going to be instilled in some people. I've gotten the word cancer, but I feel like um, it's more of a mirage. Like, it's not real, and I feel like there's more than that. There's this fear of cancer, and I also saw a picture of an exam room, so someone might be having symptoms, and because cancers in either their family or just around them, um, it's consuming them. And, and I want to say it's not you. It's, it's false. I just got the word right knee. Earlier I had a really sharp stabbing under the I think left shoulder blade, I think it was. It, it almost felt like an arrow and made me almost think that you might be having pain back there but also that there might be somebody opposing you and I've never done this before I'm stepping out on a limb but and but I could I seen a spirit so I saw in the spirit and and pain in the hands like in the ink, uh, wrist and a difficult writing you feel the pain and I feel like the Lord's going to heal it in Jesus name yes. mm-hmm. Okay, so I saw a picture of an egg. On the egg was a uh, two words, immune system. And then I saw the egg fall off and shatter. And then I saw it come back together and put on a higher place. So I asked the Lord what that meant, and I felt like he said, um, anything related to immune systems, he's going to heal. Wow. That's awesome. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we are getting close to wrapping this up. Don't worry. We're, I, I'm, I'm aware of time, but on the other hand, I wish we had all night. You know what I mean? Like, well, we do, but you know what I'm saying. Um, anyway, if, if one of these words right now, like as you were hearing it, you were feeling like, that's me, I want to encourage you to stand up. And if it's one of you that got it, someone else's word was you, then raise your hand. So that's how we know. Okay? So, yeah, stand up. There you go. And... And you up here raising, okay, if you raise your hand, go ahead and take a step forward so we know it's you, Susan. You're needing prayer, right, Susan, for one of them? Yeah. Okay. So, perfect. Um, so this is, this is what I want. By the way, all of you that are up here, if you're willing to come back up at the end, I'm going to actually have all y'all as the prayer team, okay? Because some people might want to come specifically and talk to you about something you said, which would be great. Okay, now for the rest of you, especially if you're not used to praying for healing, I really want to encourage you to do this. And um, I'm going to give you all the instructions at once, and, and then um, we're going to, I'm going to have you pray. So I want you to approach the person. Um, 
Ask them what, what it is they want prayer for. Um, the person that's standing, uh, make it really short. Just tell them really one sentence. Don't, make, don't, don't do a long description. Then we're going uh, to ask, uh, be sure as you're doing the praying, you just simply, you know, you're inviting Holy Spirit to do to be himself. You're inviting Jesus to move through you. So all the pressure's off. And keep your prayers simple and, and fairly short, meaning just speak to the condition or to whatever it is. This goes in Jesus' name. You know, um, arm be healed. You, you heard today, Peter and John said, get up. That was their prayer. <laughs> get up. One of the reasons we pray long, 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 long prayers is because we kind of are afraid that maybe nothing's happening. And so just let that fear go. Know that you carry the authority of Jesus in you, okay? And um, if several people want to stand around someone, that's great. Um, but I will say this. I think sometimes what I've noticed is that, like, if, you know, three or four people stand around someone, you know, that, and that I th- it's like everyone's waiting for everyone else to pray. So I, I, I'm just saying maybe whoever's in front of that, more in front of that person, just start out so that somebody knows. I'm just going to declare some things, okay? And uh, we're only going to do this for a short while. Like, I'm, I'm going to say, like, you know, two minutes. Um, and if you're already done praying, by the way, and I haven't called you back on the mic, if you're one doing the praying and I haven't called you back on the mic, then um, just ask them, do you notice any change? Is, has anything happened yet? Just get some feedback rather than just going on and on and on. Does that make sense? And then if you want, you can pray again. All right, so um, those of you who are standing right now and, those, and up here, raise your hand until at least one person is praying for you. Raise your hand now. And that everyone who's standing, raise your hand and then lower it when someone comes to you. Does that make sense? All right. So anyone, everyone who's sitting and everyone who's up here, find someone that you're going to go pray for. Okay. And if, if someone comes to you, then lower your hand once someone's with you. Just a minute. Don't, don't start just yet. Don't start just yet because... We still have about five hands up, six hands up. So if you're sitting, go ahead and take a, take a risk. Step out, especially if you've never seen a healing. This is, this is the time to do it. Are you needing prayer? You both are. Okay, wait. So people who are sitting, there's still a couple over here that need prayer. Yes, yeah, step out, you guys. Step out. This is your time. Give it a try. We have a lot more, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there would be great. There's, there's another Casey over in the corner. Okay, go ahead and start. And if you still don't have someone, keep your hand raised. All right, let's check in here. I was praying for someone too. That's why I disappeared. So let me just see um, hands from people who, who you know there has been a shift. Something's happened. There's some healing. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Seeing several hands. Can you just really quick tell, tell me what happened? Really quick. Um, I had like tightness in my throat and my right toes were burning like for the last two days and it's all gone. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Really quick. Me, I was in my back 
the sharp pain, and as she was speaking about it, it went away. Wow, so sharp pain in his back, completely gone. And my shoulder is feeling no pain. At all. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. No pain in your shoulder. There was someone over here. I saw a hand. Was it you? Joyce? I've really not been able to walk for six months since December. Yeah. And when I was going down the stairs tonight, I was thinking I didn't. Joyce, you really should have put on that uh, support because I've been wearing it constantly, and I didn't. I just have it like a support hose on. But I, it, whatever this little yeah. thing, it's, I really think it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> of all, to tell everybody this, you know, just when we're walking and leaping. I really yay. yay, 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 yay. So, Lord, every prayer that was prayed, thank you that there was power in that prayer, that you are moving, you are doing things. I release angels to continue to minister to you, to minister the healing as you sleep tonight, um, declaring that, that many of you are going to wake up tomorrow and go, whoa, something shifted, something changed. If, here's what I would like to ask. If the people that were, came up to do the words of knowledge, if, if you're willing, if you come on up and be the prayer team, come on up right now. The ones that gave the words of knowledge, if you're willing, come on up and be the prayer teams. And so for the rest of you, if you want to keep praying with someone you were just praying with, you want to pray again, please do. Um, There's no shame in getting prayer. There's no shame in being, you know, in uh, feeling hurt. I had a, I went to a a healing conference a couple days ago and I was right in the middle of a really bad cold. It was like, oh, well, this seems really weird. But you know what? I had to get over that and say there's no shame in that. We all experience different things, okay? So there's also no shame in getting more and more prayer. Please get prayer. So we have these people up here who are willing to pray. If you want to keep praying in teams, please do. And the last thing I'm going to say to you is this right here is a way of life. This is why we made it really casual tonight, really like family. Because because this is the place to try things out. It's safe, but... I pray into you the courage to go ahead and step out when you see someone that needs healing. Just try it. Just release the power of Jesus and see what happens. Amen. So bless you all. If you need prayer, come on up this way.